tonight on the Destiny Show podcast, we are back with an amazing group of guardians, our very own Team Destiny. We got Coldeath, who is a community badass in Destiny 2. He is a former member of Clan Nocturnal because he is our very own community manager, the keeper of clans, Twitch streamer, content creator, and Titan main. I'm so excited to welcome our good friend, Cold Death, on the show to talk about all things Destiny 2 Lightfall. Welcome in, my friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Exciting. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And it's so exciting to have you join us tonight to talk about all Destiny 2 Lightfall. We're going to give our impressions on what we thought about the expansion. We got a chance to play through everything that Destiny 2 Lightfall has to offer. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to welcome another Guardian who needs little introduction in this community. He keeps everybody safe in Destiny 2. He's a moderation ninja, helping keep the Destiny communities safe and sound for all of your favorite creators from Amaze to right here on the Destiny Show. Justin McCarthy, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, welcome in. It's so great to have you back, my friend. How are you? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm just living the dream. You know, we are on the eve of greatness. It's almost like the calm before the storm. We get to talk about all the craziness that will be in the Root of Nightmares raid. And we had a chance to play through Lightfall. And we're going to talk about all of our impressions on the new expansion. A lot of controversy there that uh, we're going to talk about here on the show. And we got the crew. We can't wait to dive into everything Destiny 2 Lightfall. Tonight on the Destiny Show, we'll discuss the latest news from Bungie Headquarters. We'll talk about raid prep tips. We'll talk about the new exotic quest, our vision for the Destiny 2 community, and so much more. And Guardians, thank you for joining us. The Destiny Show podcast is live. We're going to kick things off with our discussion with the Guardians, and you all know how this goes. Guardians, we have a bunch of questions that we're going to ask our guests. We're going to actually kick things off with, what do you all think the Destiny 2 community represents for you as a player? Destiny for me, if we go back to the D1 days, it's always been a game where I can come home after work, um, just game with like all my friends, have a good time, whether it's like just chilling in PvP or doing a raid or nightfall, we just and we always keep it like pretty low key, which is nice. And also just like meeting so many people um on Destiny has been amazing. Like not just like the big names, but also like smaller or not small, like streamers who are growing to see like how talented how talented they are and what they bring is so nice. I love that. You know, and, and one thing Absolutely. that I really respect about you is that 
you're very genuine, right? You have so many influencers, quote unquote, in the community who have their own goals and agendas, but like you're so honest and you're just so about community. And I, I respect and I love yeah. that about you. Thank you. So Cold Death, what about you? What does the Destiny community mean to you? I think I think Justin said it perfectly. You know, to me, Destiny 2 is it, it's not really about the game itself. It's about the players and the people that you've met along the way. Uh, there, there's quite a few people that, you know, I, I look at now and I'm like, dang, you're, you're like a brother to me. Or, and all these people that I've met because of this one game is it's just impressive that that they've done this and it gives me a sense you know gives me something to look forward to you know if i'm having a bad day i know i can hop on destiny i can chill with my friends and by the end of it you know i may start off being in a just really really bad mood within th you know 30 minutes to an hour i'm laughing i'm having a good time my mood is completely changed so i mean that's the biggest thing for me it's almost like destiny has become your happy place right the place where you go to it, escape all the crap that's going on in the world in the real world it, it really is and you know you could almost i mean you could say that about just about any video game like you could yeah come home mindlessly shoot zombies in in something else but you're doing that by yourself so you know you, you're gonna kind of stay in in a funk but you start getting with other people that start joking around start making you laugh you know all the crazy shenanigans that you can get to you know get into in game you can't help but not have a good time when you're when you're doing that well said. Well said, my friend. And what about you, Shadow Price? What does the Destiny community mean for you? Yeah, I'm going to echo these guys' sentiments, too. They said it perfectly. Um, it's just it's a place to we can all get together. We can all have a good time, no matter how our day has been. You know, Bungie created this, you know, universe, basically. And, you know, we just kind of, like, adopted it into our lifestyle in so many ways and you know again i've also met we've met friends that we've have lifelong friends now because of mm -hmm. destiny that we have even in the clan as we speak and you know it's just a very special game i've always thought bungie games always appealed to me the halo games the back in the halo days and then when destiny first came out and you know it just immediately got immersed in the world immediately got immersed with the music the, the just the environments the the gunplay just a perfect marriage of all those things together bungie doesn't didn't know at the time how special <laughs> a game they had they didn't know and then no like, they didn't oh shit we have something here <laughs> like they you know fast forward almost nine years later and look at the community is so strong the game's going strong we're all excited we're all hyped tomorrow to play the raid it's just it's just a great time to be you know a fan of destiny 
and just to have your brothers and your sisters and be able to have fun together and enjoy life and just enjoy playing the game and everything. Yeah, no, these are all really awesome points and they all make this community so special and so awesome. I think the one thing that really resonates for me with this community, several things. One is the way that everybody comes together for whatever purpose it may be. It could be raising money for a really important cause or it could be trying to solve something really complex like Niobe Labs. Whatever it may be, this community really comes together in a way that I don't think too many other communities can come together in such ways. So I think that really makes it very cool. And beyond that, like really friendships, right? Because you have the ability to stay connected with people who may be hundreds or thousands of miles away from you, right? But you can still be there to hang out with them. Like one thing that I find so cool is that we have people in our clan from like, every walk of life from every place on the planet like we have to accommodate different time zones and i think that's so cool that we get to meet people who are so diverse and different yet so similar in what we do in destiny slightly different topic we just had a major expansion destiny to lightfall is out now i'm curious which version of Lightfall did you all pick up this coming year? <laughs> okay, I really should rephrase that question, right? Because like I know that we we hooked up a few of our members with, with copies of Lightfall with the with the annual pass. But um I guess let me rephrase that. Did anyone pick up the collector's edition that came with Lightfall this year? Yep. Not this year. Not this year. Oh, okay. Not oh. No. Justin, how about you? I definitely did for the Witch Queen. Not yet, no. Not yet? What are you doing? The game's almost over. No, it's over. Lightfall is pretty much over. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) By Monday, it'll be over. um, After the raid is beaten. Shadow Price, did you open your copy? I didn't yet. Not yet. Okay, he's he's saving it. Um, He's going to save it a few years down from now. He's going to be like, you know what? Maybe I'll open it, but maybe I won't. Well, we will talk about that at a later date because nobody, nobody, nobody knows. Have you opened yours? Yeah. So I have not opened mine, but my excuse is that I've been delaying it because so I'm working on an article specifically for that unboxing. So I've been waiting for the right time to do it. But again, the game's almost <laughs> over. So like, when am I going to do it? If I'm not going to do it soon, I'm never going to do it, right? So I need to get on that soon. Uh, so unboxing TBD probably Monday. So expect that um, probably on Twitter and on our website, which we're up a ton of content this weekend so keep an eye out for that lots of good stuff there we're gonna have our destiny to lightfall review coming up so make sure to keep an eye out for that and on the topic of destiny to lightfall i'm I'm curious how was everybody's day one experience i know that can be a mixed bag 
especially on day one with, you know, everybody trying to log in and play. So I'm curious, how was everybody's day one experience uh, with Destiny 2 Lightfall? Mine was really good. Like, I've noticed year after year, it seems that that time frame from reset to when you're finally able to get in, it's getting shorter and shorter. And it's really nice to see. I didn't, I personally didn't have any issues running that day. I was able to get through everything I wanted to and just enjoyed myself the entire time. Yeah, mine was about the same. Um, I didn't hop in like every set. I hopped in like in the evening. Um, so whatever issues they had at launch were pretty much gone when I got on. Um, but yeah, it was it was fine. Server wise, which really impressed me. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. No, I would say I would echo the uh, those statements in in some ways. I think logging in when the game first came out, surprisingly, it didn't take that long. I think I was in the game after the first hour. I think it took me about an hour before I had to wait to get in. But after that, I think that I was playing the game. One thing that I will say, my computer kept crashing. And by crashing, it would literally just shut off in the middle of whatever activity I'm playing. And that must have happened now probably 30 times. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it happened about 30 times now since Lightfall came out where my computer just shut down and I got a reboot. Um... So I think, and, and it only happens in Lightfall, right? It didn't really happen before that, so I'm not... Did the Witness get into your PC? It's either the Witness it, or Sabathun's trying like... to get out, but I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's causing problems. Oh, man. I don't know. But we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And uh, Shadow Price, I know you had a bit of a late start with your gaming yeah how was how was your day one experience like it wasn't too bad i mean i had to you know wait all day because i had to work but i didn't have to wait when i got on there was no queue or anything like that so that was nice not having to deal with that um it, it was fine though i you know it took me a few extra days to beat the campaign and everything but um you know i paced myself and i've been able to play you know pretty pretty good stay amount the past few days so um um yeah my day one was uh pretty good my first day of lightfall though i mean considering then you know that i had to work but it was good cool very cool and did you enjoy the legendary campaign yeah for the most part i did i mean i definitely thought it was uh the the enemies were hitting pretty hard. You know, I died a number of times. <laughs> so, you know, it gave me that those Halo vibes every time we played uh, Halo campaign. That space that mission scary. was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought they, 
thought that there was uh it was fun though i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah there there are some you know things that they probably could have done better but you know you know i for the most part i enjoyed myself with it yeah and we're going to talk a little bit more about destiny 2 lightfall we're going to give our immediate impressions on the content that we had a chance to play not counting the raid of course um but i'm curious before we dive into that what did you all think about the content that we've played so far from season of defiance um i think it's i think it's been pretty good story-wise um seen like kind of how like amanda acts around crow um and how a lot of people um especially like hunter mains can kind of relate to both of them mm -hmm. um i don't know if bungie like did that on purpose or it just kind of happened, but I, I, I really feel that was intentional with yeah. because of how how close Amanda and Cade were. Yeah, it seems only natural that that it's happening this way. And I definitely get Amanda's hesitation. I just I, I hope by the end of this year, we we see Amanda and Crow together like that. You can tell. Yeah. The Crow yeah. Crow's got a thing for Amanda. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm still a little bit salty that Crow killed my Cade. So um, we're not Crow, gonna talk Crow about that. Crow did nothing now. wrong. <laughs> that was older. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Still the same guy to me. Sorry. It was his alter ego. <laughs> it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, kind of, you know, basically what taken in a way. Yeah. Like a yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Riven. And Sabathun, like Sabathun, like controlled Riven. How Sabathun, like, kind of can Riven controlled Aldrin, something like, something like that, right? Something like yeah. that happened. Yeah. On that topic, and I hope this isn't spoiling too much from the game itself with Lightfall, but the eyes on Callus during that scene with the witness that gave me very clear uh, vibes of. Uh, crow during that one scene where he was possessed by some force do y'all notice yeah. that oh, very very oh, yeah. much so yeah i it's almost like jafar in uh, aladdin when he yeah. had staff uh, you know. yes <laughs> to to that extent i'm almost i'm almost wondering if and, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember if it's been hinted at or not, but it's like, you know, you have the witness that's been controlling everything up to this point. But, you know, did the witness have something to do with, you know, kind of cascading effect? Like, 
to Savathun, to Riven, to to Aldrin. Like, there's there's some sort of weird link between everything that I I think we're gonna find out that the witness has been. I, I know we know the, that they are it is pretty big, but I think we're gonna find out that it's bigger than we actually think it is. That's interesting, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see who we're fighting tomorrow during the raid because I'm somewhat curious if the witness will make some kind of an appearance, maybe not as the final raid boss because I'm hearing that you know it could be Nazarak maybe. But we'll see. That remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know. Um, but it would be cool to see the witness. I know that we're probably not going to see the witness until the final shape, right? But uh, yeah. it would be interesting if they decided to surprise us. Yeah, because I wouldn't the witness inside the traveler right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, witness what went into that portal, so... What's he doing in there? <laughs> Get out. Yeah, I want to know where that portal went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we find out throughout the season. I'm sure that, you know, we're going to learn more as the season unfolds. We did learn that the seasonal model will be drip fed as we've come to expect uh, over the mm -hmm. past few seasons in Destiny 2. And I, I also know that Destiny 2 Lightfall was very unique in that it had fairly mixed receptions. I think IGN gave it a 5 out of 10 uh, for their initial review score. And Steam was very harsh. The community on Steam was mostly negative about the game. And so was Metacritic, although that's not saying a whole lot. Um... Uh, I'm curious, what did you all think about Destiny 2 Lightfall as an expansion? Did it meet your expectations as an overall experience? What, what do you all think? Coldeath, do you want to kick things off? Yeah. So for for my personal play style, um, I I think it it met my expectations. Um, there were a you know, it, it's going to be like most things. It's It's got its pros and cons. Did I have my issues with it? Absolutely. Um, but I would say if I'm looking at the, the DLC as a whole, I would say, you know, I would at least say it was 8 out of 10. Um, definitely better than some of the past DLCs. And I can kind of, now after some of the things they've said in, in today's TWAB and, you know, past tweets, I can kind of see what they're doing, where they're going. And I'm like, okay, my, my issues with these couple things are not that big anymore because I know this is where you're planning on going. That's really well said, Cold Death. I, I agree. I think it's really hard to judge an expansion just on one aspect. Now, I think we can all agree mm -hmm. that the story largely fell short. But I do think there were other redeeming qualities to the overall experience uh, between the quality of life changes that they introduced, the um, 
Neomuna destination. I think it's really cool. I think they did a really nice job with that. I love Neomuna. Yeah. I think that was really well done. And the terminal override activity was really fun. I really enjoyed grinding it. And uh, I don't know if you all know, but there is a uh, little bit of a cheese. I don't know if you would necessarily call it a cheese. But if you leave the destination (laughs) after you hit the chest in the terminal overload, you can spawn into a different location and get on your sparrow, get back into the original chest location, and you can hit that chest multiple times, which means you can farm it and get bonus XP. You do got to be pretty quick, though. Mm -hmm. You got to be somewhat okay. You can't be too slow. That was before House of Wolves came out, correct? Like, they had, like, the captains roaming, like, on Venus and then... In the yep. Cosmodrome, and then you would uh, you'd beat them, you'd get the chest, leave the area, come back, and you could get the chest again two more times. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Those were the good yeah. days. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing after the podcast, so we already know. <laughs> Actually, I have to get our teams together for the day one raid. By the way, Guardians, we're doing the day one world's first Root of Nightmares raid, so... We hope you'll get a chance to join us. We're going to have a lot of fun. Rocky says hello. I don't know if you all can hear him. But he's excited for the new raid. He's going to be playing. He's going to be diving into it. So I got to ask, with all of the mixed responses with the expansion, what concerns you all about the future of Destiny 2? And why? Justin, do you want to kick things off? Um, sure. Um, so my biggest problem with Destiny 2 is the power grind. Um, the pinnacle. So, like, I play Destiny 2 probably way too much. Um, and, like, I'm 1800 base right now on my Hunter. And I don't really see the point, at least right now, of grinding to 1810 base um, until... Um, at least Grandmasters come out um, next month, I think. Um, I just wish they would make like kind of a knockout system for Pinnacles, um, but also have your power level like actually mean something. Like, give me an incentive to grind to 1810 every season um or whatever the cap is that's Um, that's very valid very valid concern we talked about this too we talked about the the whole leveling system and how like it's hasn't changed it's been the same way since how long now you know and like I've been thinking about this quite a bit because I'm wondering 
what's the answer, right? Is the problem the expansion model that we're seeing because every year they're pretty much introducing a cookie-cutter model of the next iteration of what they're selling you, right, with the next expansion. Um, but I think that in some ways uh, it makes me wonder if a Destiny 3 is something that would be almost the necessary next step after the final shape for them to really give us that new iteration, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think this game needs a D3, um, like, desperately. Um, but I don't see it happening. Um, only because, like, there's so many people who um, are tied to this game. Mm -hmm. um, and they might not be able to afford a D3. Um, since there will probably be on PS5 and the new Xbox. Um, exclusively, maybe. Um, but I think... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think, like, a way to fix it would be... That's a good question. Um, I think, like, if you made things like Grandmasters or Master Aids, like, at Power Cap, but then you added, like, almost a contest mode, maybe? That could help. Um, but I'm not really sure how they would fix it at this point. Yeah, it's going to be tough because they've developed such a elaborate system already and they already have so many foundational things built out in the game that I think a Destiny 3 would be probably 
a necessary thing for them to really start fresh. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Cold Death, I'm curious, what, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think is your biggest concern with the future of Destiny 2 as a franchise? I would say my my biggest thing is going to be right along the same lines is just I don't mind doing the power grinds every season if we had GMs being the only reason to do it. Um, that on top of the the method of getting pinnacles hasn't changed in probably the last five years. Yeah. So doing strikes and gambit and doing all of that repeatedly just, you know, has gotten kind of tedious at this point to where when I sit down to think about doing it, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to, um, to where I don't think that um, I'd like to see him just revamp that that process. I don't think it would take Destiny Three to do that because I have a, I have a feeling what we're going to what we're going to end up seeing happen is they're going to take Destiny and move it into a model similar to World of Warcraft. I bet to where I would love to just see them after final shape, just drop the two to where we just have destiny every year or so, you know, we get a new DLC that continues the, the story Yeah, that way then they can, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm sure eventually they'll say, okay, this DLC is, only the newest consoles. I, I have a feeling that's got to happen at some point. Um, but a couple things I'd, I'd like to see change with the power grind is make it to where you either have some sort of, you know, like Justin said, either knockout protection or some sort of... Um, guarantee that once you get down to those those last couple pinnacles that you need it's like okay i'm gonna run this i know i'm going to get x piece that i need and it's you know it's going to take a little bit of that rng out of it because at this point i think too many things have rng tied to them that that's really you know how you're staying playing is because you know you're not getting that that gear that's that you need mm -hmm. where some people you know they're 18 10 by the end of the first week yeah no so I, i'd like i'd like to see it to where it, it's either some sort of protection or you know what just make it to where once you've earned let's say uh max power in your kinetic slot any weapon you equip in that kinetic slot is going to be max power don't make us 
max out every single weapon we potentially want to use. It's a good point. Yep. Yep. No, I think these are all really valid points. And I think one thing that really resonates for me from what you said was the idea of having to go in and do gambit crucible strikes. And when you think about what that consists of, largely these are activities that we've already been playing for how many years now? Mm -hmm. Or even worse, activities that haven't really been updated with new maps. Like, for example, Gambit and Crucible, which (laughs) you would really expect for them to do a little bit more. I think that it was um, one area that, for me, was a little bit underwhelming. Like, that Gambit didn't really get any updates, and Crucible didn't really get any meaningful updates. So I hope that they are able to introduce more maps as we go um, in the coming seasons. Yep, I I hope so as well. I'd I'd like to see something happen with with Gambit to make it to where it's not so Gambit anymore. It doesn't make you want to curl up in a ball and say no. That's like fair. How about like a? Yeah. I think we talked about this before and back um, a while back when we had a podcast. What if they took Gambit incorporated into a strike or something like made like you go through like as a, in a strike format, but you're still like doing things with moats and things like that. But mm-hmm. it's like spawning enemies, like as you go, like big bosses and stuff like that. But there's it's like two strikes going on at once, you and the other team, kind of. And then there's still invasions taking place while you're progressing through the map to get to the final boss and everything. I know it's crazy. It sounds crazy. <laughs> but I think I think that would be really cool. Like um it's almost like if you took the current form of Gambit and mixed it with a form of um reckoning and yeah. and how that yeah. used to be yeah um that's i, I yeah, think if you did like something that, yeah. like that it would it would make it a lot a lot better you'd be killing two birds with one stone you're freshening up gambit and strikes at the same time exactly yeah so so I'm curious on a slightly different topic. What are you all excited about with the future of Destiny 2? Um, for, for me, it's always the story. And just, I, I love the, the lore and the... Every the the bones of of destiny of why we're doing what we're doing. I, I'm excited to see where you know where we go with with the final shape and beyond. Like once, if if we do stop the witness, what's after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of... Um, this might sound a little twisted, but I'm kind of excited to see, like, how daring Bungie gets. Um, maybe not this expansion in terms of, like, is somebody, like, somebody like Osiris or somebody like, I don't know, Ikora. Um, like, are they going to die? Um, if, like, if or when they lose their ghost, um, and if they do, like, how is that going to affect Savala? Um, or, like, the entire tower? Um, Because I think, like, with what happened to the Traveler, like, we're really backed into the corner now. Yeah. Um, and, like, Bungie just really needs to do something big, um, like they did in Forsaken. Like, I just have this feeling, like, they're going to do something I don't know when, I don't know how, but something's going to happen. Shit's going to go down. Yep. Uh, Earth's going to blow up. We're going to have to plan it. No, I think, uh, I think Justin is right. <clears throat> you know, I think that this expansion was kind of the in-between something bigger that's going to really mm -hmm. occur next year. And I'm excited to see everything kind of comes to shape, right? I think that now that the story of um, Callus and the Witness are largely behind us and we can now move to the next, I think it's going to be really exciting to see where things go from season to season, but also going into the final shape next year, which is going to be very exciting. And I'm going to assume that we're going to be fighting the witness at some point in the future, right? And I'm excited to see when that happens. And as Cold Death said, the story and narrative, I mean, that's a very exciting component with Destiny 2. And I think they're going to do a really good job with the final shape and how the story unfolds. Yeah, you got to just wonder, like, you know, if if our next foe would be just as bad as the witness would it be worse than the witness there's so many ways that this could go like what else is out there in the universe that we're going to come to discover yeah it's going to be really interesting to see how everything takes shape in the coming year So, I'm curious. We have a new raid coming tomorrow with the Root of Nightmares raid. And I'm curious, how are you all getting ready for the new raid? How did you all prepare? 
Well, we couldn't prepare much last night at all because the, <laughs> the game kind of went <laughs> offline. <laughs> uh, there was bugs in the system. <laughs> uh, oh, game. I mean, I did, you know, I might have woken up at like three something this morning. I might have set my alarm and went to bed for a little bit and woke up, played a little bit. <laughs> missed out on that time to grind. So. Understandable. Understandable. You know, a guardian needs breaks too, right? So can't can't blame you there. Um, yeah, so I'm not doing the um day one raid. Um I'm just watching this year. Um or this turn around. Um but what I've been doing is just going through, playing the story, um, doing my powerfuls, doing pinnacles, all that. Um, and then just testing out, mainly my hunter, just testing out like how Strand feels um, in some of the other raids. Um, and just kind of seeing like what what works, what doesn't. Um, weapon wise. Yeah, same. I I haven't been uh, focusing on the the power grind itself. Um, originally, I wasn't uh, planning on on running day one, and then. Um, you know, I ended up getting the, the day off work. So, you know, we'll be running later in the day. Um, and then I saw that the power was only 1780. And I'm like, oh, I even if I wanted to run contest, I'd, I don't even really need to uh, focus on it too much um, with it being lower. And I'm just, you know, kind of taking it taking my grind slow this this time around yeah i feel that just enjoying myself i can respect that i can respect that i think for me i've been kind of no lifing this game i've been playing it a lot um i think i have the legendary campaign finished on all three characters i wanted to get that done so i get my 1770 armor uh, base armor and from there I did all of the pinnacles on all three of my characters and did all the powerfuls and all the stuff and I was able to get my highest level character to 18 1806 base and I think it was like 1815 uh, after the seasonal a bonus so it was a pretty pretty good grind um i got my seasonal artifact unlocked which is cool and i'm feeling pretty ready for for the new raid although i will admit i have to manage a lot behind the scenes because we're gonna have a lot of raid groups for this raid we're gonna have like five teams so um it's gonna be fun tomorrow but um, I'm I'm very excited for it, for sure. 
No life did level 100 in the season pass. Not quite level 100 in the season pass. I think I'm level 70 in the season pass or something close to it. Um, so getting there. Um, but I'm not as hardcore as some of you other Destiny Guardians. <laughs> and we have a question from Greedy. Thank you for your question. Do you think the Traveler is really dead or is the Traveler just dormant? What do you all think? I want to I want to say dormant. Uh, we, we don't have anything to really say one way or the other. Um, you know, one of the things we we know based on lore and stuff is that you know, the the traveler's a big machine you know we we know that much so with there being the portal in the side of it you know i i think that the portal just kind of cut a hole in its outer shell but i i think that it's still it's still there for us <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting yeah, um, to see how the new raid turns out. I'm, I'm really excited. I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true or not, so take it with a grain of salt, but I heard that the new raid is going to be the biggest one of any raid that we've had before. It's going to have... I heard eight encounters, and I don't know if this is true or not, so again, don't take it as fact. Um, but if that is true, it should be really interesting and it should be a lengthy grind, which I'm suspecting it will be, based on the fact that we have extra time to beat the raid. And I don't think for contest mode that Bungie is doing it necessarily to be generous or to help more people complete it. I think they're doing it because they're realizing that this one's going to be... It's going to be tough. Going to be another uh, Last Wish type of race? Oh, man. Oh, thank God. Let's hope it's not another Niobe Labs. <laughs> that was something. Do you all remember Niobe okay. Labs? Niobe Labs and Last yeah. Wish. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I I will say one of you know that last wish is one of the best Destiny two raids in terms of the the mechanics and the fights and and all of that. So if if we get another raid like that, oh man, that's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for it. I think it's gonna be really fun. Um for many reasons. I think a raid with a Neo Moon and theme is gonna be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And I don't know about you all, but I had a chance to play with Strand and it's pretty powerful against bosses. I pretty much killed the Nightfall boss with one super uh, with my Titan. Yes, Strand yeah. is a lot of fun. 
Yeah. I will also tell you another thing about Strand. It can be a pain in the ass. Why? Let me explain. The last encounter of the campaign, you know how you have to go around in circles? Oh my God. And if you make the wrong, if you don't jump <laughs> high enough, you kill yourself and then like somebody needs to res you and you only get so many res tokens on legendary. We're not going to talk about that. Do you know how many times my guardian instant instinct told me chuck a grenade at callus, but I have strand. So I can't yep. chuck a nade at callus. If I try to chuck a nade at callus, what happens? I try to give him a hug. So I kept, bro, so I kept, like, trying to chuck a grenade, forgetting that I have strand equipped, and I kept killing myself during the last encounter, because, like, instead of chucking a nade at Callus, I got real close to him, and you don't want to get real close to him. Uh, So that was, um, I got pretty frustrated with strand. I think several times I'm like, you know what, screw this, I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to go back to using my solar. Um, but I went back in playing the Nightfall with Strand, and I had a much better experience. So um, your miles will vary. Yeah, it that's yeah. that's been the the hardest thing to get used to is you know remembering that you don't have a a grenade ability that it's your your grapple. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I'm 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 enjoying it for the most part, right? I I think it adds a fun element to the overall play style. So I think it's, it's a welcoming change, in my opinion. Shadow Price, what do you think about Strand? I enjoy it. I like you know. Uh, the versatility that it has swinging around the world is cool. I, you know, that cooldown sometimes, you know, you don't, you can't just swing, you know, you know, continuously. And uh, I know Bungie did that for a reason because that would probably be game breaking if you just <laughs> traverse the whole map, you know, without stopping, <laughs> throwing out another tether, another uh, strand, and just swinging all the way. But, I do like how powerful it is against enemies, especially bosses. You just uh, right, you know, do the uh, light attack over and over again on the boss, and it really uh, melts that 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 uh, bar, that life bar. Yeah. Down. Yep. So well, well said. It's and yeah. now guardians. On that note, I'm I'm curious, who is the final boss? of the Root of Nightmares raid, and why do you suspect that? Who wants to kick things off? Ooh. Um, I'm I'm going to respectfully not say anything because I've been a bad guardian. I've read stuff, so... Yeah, I think I know who it is, too. I'm pretty sure. I'm really hoping it's the witness. I mean, I know they're not going to do it, but I'm really hoping, like, the witness just comes out and it's like, I'm here. That would be pretty freaking awesome. I would love to see... 
He's having too much fun in the Traveler right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> what if it's Kate? I, I would love to see... He's I'd love to see the witness. <laughs> yeah, he's just chilling in, in the pyramid. Yeah. We're going to walk in there and be like, so Guardian, I've been gone a while. Um, but no, I, I'd love to see... You know, definitely don't want the witness to be a raid boss yet because i think we still have more to do with him but i would love to see him like come in at the end and be like well you've you've gotten this far now you're in big trouble and he just comes out of nowhere and that like kicks us into the next year of you know whatever we're we're doing I'm going to make yeah. a prediction and I'm going to say that there's going to be a raid boss created after Luke Smith. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to say that one day it's going to happen. I don't know when I don't know how one day Bungie will honor Luke Smith with his own raid boss. And it's going to look like Luke, too. It's going to have glasses and everything. That would... And you're going to think it's like some creepy freaking like war beast or whatever. <laughs> but nope, it's Luke Smith. Watch. Final shape. 2024. Luke Smith. Raid boss. <laughs> I'm calling it right here. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Guardians... What is next for you all in your journey in Destiny 2? What do you all plan to accomplish in the year ahead? Mm. Play Destiny 2. No, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um... I, I think yeah. oh go go right ahead Justin oh my bad um so it's definitely going to be a lot of detail um mm -hmm. but I think more so this year is kind of like me expanding more um in terms of like playing with more people um in like end game content um like pve and pvp um and just like just meeting more people um yeah that's my big thing this year love that yeah i i can second that you know biggest thing um meeting meeting more in in the destiny compute uh community um but i'd i'd really like to like personally get get more comfortable with with in game stuff to where um i can start dabbling in like low man challenges and um and things like that. So it's that's one thing I've I've wanted to do, but 
just haven't quite uh, had the confidence to to do it. But I think uh, I think I I want to this year. That's a great goal, and I think that you have all of the resources to make that happen this year. And I'm, I'm excited to see where you go. Shadow price. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your, what are your, what are some of your, some of your goals in 2023 in destiny? Oh, just, uh, you know, kind of like what cold death said, you know, just, uh, play more of the, activities in there like some of the harder activities and low mans and things like that just uh just being more engaged playing the game more than i did last year you know uh rating more i want to i want to get back into rating i didn't rate a lot last year or the year before that and i would like to get back into doing that because that was a lot of fun and you get really good when you play things over and over again. It's just like practice. You just get really good at it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking about practice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, doing that and just getting better at PVP too, again, because I really want to um, go for any kind of like titles I can that are based off PVP and just like, do some things with it, you know, make some videos or, you know, just uh, Sherpa some people. Like, if I get really good, obviously, you know, otherwise I'll be getting carried from people like to the lighthouse, hopefully. And uh, but I, I want to do that. I want to play with more people. I want to play with my kids, too, because my kids all play Destiny as well. And kind of I want to, like, get a raid group of, with them like one night and just get them through a raid and things like that, you know, go fall us with them, do fun things with them, you know? So it's, it's a lot of that stuff. Love that. All really great goals. And yes, indeed. You know, I I think for me personally, I, I want to get back to where I was when, um, season of opulence happened because i think that i was probably at my best at that point like i was actually helping people get flawless menageries done i was just running that non-stop that's all i was doing and i got very good to a point where i can help people through activities and i want to get back to that so i think that this season i'm going to focus on playing more dungeons and just getting better as a player so i can help other people complete activities and support the community a bit more um but beyond that i think for me it's going to be growing um the platform that we've been building in this community um definitely putting focus on developing the blog so that we can provide content for the community to um help better support guardians um definitely putting more focus on the podcast and um, community is a big thing. You know, it's really, really important. And I want to do more in 2023 to better support the Destiny community. And part of that is going to be um, creating better 
systems in place that better supports everybody. And that's part of the reason why I'm bringing on so many people on the team. Like, I think we have more than 20 people now on the team. Um, you haven't all met them all, but um, it's been a pretty big focus on, you know, growing sustainably, but also like how can we better serve this community in a better way, right? And I, I think that's important. And um, I'm excited to hopefully bring that to life, you know, and I appreciate you all being part of this. Um, it's definitely an important part. Um, so Guardians, we have some more stuff to talk about tonight. We're not done. Destiny 2 Lightfall is out, and we had a chance to play through all of the craziness that Destiny 2 Lightfall had to bring with it, including new characters, a new destination, and a new legendary campaign. So we're going to talk about that a little bit here tonight, and we're going to give our final score of how we would rate Destiny 2 Lightfall so far, taking into account the raid has not been out yet. And to kick things off, I'm curious, what was the first thing that you all did in Destiny 2 Lightfall? Shadow Price, do you want to kick things off? Mm, let's see, what did I do? <laughs> First thing I did was, uh, what I mean, let's see. I watched the cutscene. That's the first thing I did, and then I think I proceeded to go to my to the tower to see the vendors, and my vault. And it's yep. into my vault. That's the first thing I did after watching the cutscene. <laughs> I bypassed the going into the campaign, the legendary campaign. It's like I, I got to go tend to my vault first. Let me do that. <laughs> I know, exciting, right? <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, little uh, early DLC vault cleaning. Never, you know, never a, a bad idea. I had to do some housekeeping. <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what about you guys uh for me it was 
obviously, you know, we we got the cutscene. Um, I went to the tower, loaded up on resources as far as uh, upgrade modules and and stuff that I needed, and then I think I probably spent a good. 30 to 45 minutes looking at all the new mods, looking at the, like, trying to just wrap my head around the new UI. Um, it was a, it was a little bit of a, an adjustment trying to navigate, you know, learning to navigate again. Um, but once I had that all figured out, I was, you know, the two guys that I jumped in with, we jumped right into the campaign and, Took to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, kind of backing off of you guys. Um. So. Let's see. The first thing I did in Lightfall after the cutscene and all that. Um. I spent a good, like, thirty minutes to an hour. Um, kind of playing with some of the new mods, um, or some of the updated mods, um, and kind of figuring out, like, which ones I liked, which ones I didn't like, um, and then I went around to all the vendors in the tower, um, if they had anything um, worthwhile um, to grind for. Um, and then, yeah, I just topped in to do the Legend campaign solo, which took a few hours, but it wasn't too bad. Wait, so you did the Legendary campaign solo? Yep. In a few hours. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty yeah. in, in, insane. So, how was that? Like, how was that experience like for you? Um, everything was fine until, um, the, um, I think it was headlong. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that damn circle room <coughs> with the red laser wall. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> um, because it's like I would have like I would get to like the final, um, the boss, like every time, but like I would. I would think I have enough time to, you know, do some ad clear. Um, but I wouldn't notice, like, the rotating vex wall. And when you're doing it solo, um, it gets you down to, like, not one HP, but, like, really low. Um, and there will always be, like, a hobgoblin from across the room, like, sniping you. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I eventually got it. 
Um, and then the other hiccup was um, the cows. <laughs> no cows. <fight. laughs> oh. um, especially the second phase um, where you were in um, the circle um, with Callus and some other ads. That yeah, there was like no hiding. <laughs> like, I tried Gallahorn, I did Leaper, I did Thunderlord, like nothing worked. It's just... Um, yeah, other than that, it was fine. Um, a little bit harder than Witch Queen's campaign, but not too bad. I can't believe you did that, like... Legendary solo in a few hours. That's insane. Like, I would yeah. dare not go in there solo. Like, that's... Nope. No, thank you. Respect. That sounds like me after finishing the the new mission from this week. And... Oh, yeah. Me not, me not realizing that it was harder than it was. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do that mission again because I I kind of um, jumped in at the end. I mean, I was invited and and they were at the boss. I was like, all right. Oh. So I get, I get the glaive just you know for nice jumping in at the end. Mm -hmm. So I gotta I gotta do that mission again because I gotta experience it at least. Yeah, it's so well done. That like that mission was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I like the it, sound of that. One one thing I, I will say based on the new mission, the new strike, and some of the places around Neo Muna, you, you cannot tell me that somebody over there at Bungie doesn't have a soft spot for SRL. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was really hoping that SRL would I come back in some way. On that planet mm -hmm. and i was disappointed that it wasn't although i got excited yeah. during that strike i think you know you know the section i'm talking about where you pretty much got to spare a race across to the next boss section yep. uh, i think that was yeah. really interesting and i'm really hoping that they introduce srl in some way because i think neo moon is kind of perfect for it right it really yeah. is. There, there's so many of those side streets and stuff that are just like, they they look like they could just be perfect race courses. And I've I've said this ever since SRL was in D1. Like, even if they gave it to us as something like D1, where it was just private matches. I, I would take it because I would be getting people together weekly to do that and just have fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just it's lighthearted fun. You know, it's 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 just a break from the shooting, the shooties. Yeah, the shooties is great, but it's nice to just be able to unwind and go fast. Yo fast around the track. So slightly different topic but also relating to the 
new um, expansion. And uh, I'm curious, what did you all think about the story? I know that the story had some pretty mixed uh, feedback. How did that resonate with you all? And Justin, do you want to kick things off? Um, sure. Uh, oh man, where do I start? Um, so going into this DLC, um, story-wise, I expected like I was like, okay, we have the witness influencing Callus. Um, we have all these pyramid ships coming in, um, potentially learning about the veil, um, and obviously everything happening with the traveler. Um, I was thinking, like, are we are we finally going to learn about the veil, what they are? Um, are they good? Are they bad? Who are they influenced by? Things like that. Um, but like, but it got to a point where like, even Bife doesn't know like who the veil are. Mm -hmm. Um, which like, that's usually not a good sign if one of the top floor people in Destiny 2 doesn't know what's happening, um, story-wise. Um, yeah. And, like, we mentioned it um, earlier, but I don't know, I just feel like this DLC was kind of rushed. Um, and I know, like, they're not telling the whole story um, right away. Like, they're saving some for later. But if I'm, like, a new player or somebody returning after, like, a year or two, I would probably be like super lost right now. And like, I don't know. I just wish like they would start answering questions instead of keep making more questions at this point. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really well said. And I definitely agree with you that, you know, from a story perspective, there's too many open ends where it's like you beat the campaign and you expect a little bit more resolve to be there. But I feel like by the time the campaign ended, we had, in my opinion, more questions than we had answers. Yep, I yeah. I would agree with that as well. 
So, Cold Death, what were your impressions of the overall story? Overall story, I I think for for what we got, it it was good, but it did it did leave us with all you know all those new questions and even more questions than than what we had before um and and with that i i i think that um i i had mentioned this just before we started the 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 podcast that i i think that bungie took a took a risk with say with kind of cutting some things out of the the main campaign so that they so that we can have more to do over the course of the next year so like they like they've mentioned you know we're going to be learning and more about everything as this year goes on um so i i think that was a risk for them that may not have entirely paid off like they were hoping um because there's there's a lot of things that we're gonna find out that i i wish we would have just got just a little bit more in in the campaign yeah no i think you're right um i think you know one thing for me that stuck out with the campaign is that there were several moments where the voice acting and just the overall the presentation was just very I don't know cringy I I, I want to be respectful but I don't know how else to put it um, I think Rohan didn't really do a whole lot as a character for me I, I think that I was expecting more from me him. Too. He seemed like he was going to be a lot more. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, he's nearing the end of his time as a cloud strider anyway. I'm like, so you're just going to give this this um, like badass dude. And now he's gone. Yeah, like pretty much he even yeah, like, introduced himself as like, oh, yeah, well, my time is probably coming to an end now. So it's like you pretty much could have predicted this character's demise from the very beginning. Right. And that was something that, yeah, it just didn't really make sense. But the other thing was, I think Osiris isn't that strong of a character. Like not as much as like, we know the trials of Osiris to be this big thing. Right. But as a character himself, and if you look back to, every expansion where Osiris was a main character. So going back to Destiny 1, the Osiris expansion, the worst time in Destiny when Osiris had the most time to shine, I feel like that character kind of felt short. And I felt that here too, right? I I don't know, that was kind of my feeling. And I think that just added to the story not being as interesting for me. Yeah, I, I think when when they introduced 
the Cloud Striders and, and introduced Rohan, I think it would have been a lot better if when they started teaching us about the Cloud Striders and, and they say, you know, Cloud Striders get their 10 years and then they die. I think they should have just left it at that. Rohan didn't need to come in and say, well, in my 10 years is almost up. Like, let... I, I think that kind of nullified, not not nullified. That's not the the best word, but it it made his death not as big of a hit as I think it would have been if we weren't expecting it. Yeah. It's well said. So I'm curious, Shadow Price, what were your impressions of the? legendary story well the story overall um <clears throat> i'm gonna agree with uh cold death and uh justin here on this one there were i i did enjoy it but there were some you know just some things that didn't make sense in some places or they weren't explained very well when yeah like it comes to the veil like who is the veil like are they an entity are they a race? What are they? Why did we not get that explanation <laughs> and everything? I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to explain it going further as we venture further into the next season of the deep and, and beyond from there. But I just feel like we didn't get that payoff in the, in the campaign. Um, you know, and, and again, uh, what's it, Rohan's, you know, his character was very cool, but they, he went out in such an uncool way and everything, you know, and it just like, I felt like he could have had a little bit more, um, I don't know, just more dynamics. It just, it could have been a little bit more dynamic. It just felt very, um, I don't know. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't, it wasn't impactful. We didn't feel mm -hmm. anything for that character. You know, we just like, just like he said, like, oh, my time is just about to be up. It's like, oh, you know, so he's like almost foreshadowing that he was going to, you know, die. And it, it was in just an unceremonious way, you know, that it happened. It's like, oh, OK, he's gone. And that's how Nimbus felt, too. He's like, oh, he's gone. Let me go get his core guardian, <laughs> you know, like so it's just, it was just kind of a little short. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. I just wish that they, you know, storytelling was a little bit more fluent and had a little bit, you know, I just felt like there was just some connections that could have been, you know, made a little bit better. So things were kind of confusing, like they, they, they were, you know, the way they had Callus siding with the witness and, but our players didn't do much in it. Zavala and Marasov and all them, the stranger, like they barely had any kind of like, you know, any kind of, screenplay or any kind of screen time during the campaign and i felt like they, they could they, they could have been more involved in it you know and it was cool that they involved the cloud striders as much as they did but i just feel like our vanguard just didn't play as much as a role as you know more than you know kaido played more of a role because she was actually fighting alongside of us everything so i mean i enjoyed it but yeah had some issues but for the most part i enjoyed it I just hope they explain things going further into the seasons leading up to uh, the final shape. What did you all think about the gameplay? 
I think gameplay wise, this is this is probably one of the the best times that I've personally had learning a learning a new subclass that for in my opinion is is actually really fun um when beyond light came i think i completed all the stasis stuff and i really haven't used stasis nearly as much as i used strand when when it first came out um so i think it's it's added another layer to the gameplay that's kind of refreshed that bit of it well said yeah i think yeah i think like with them introducing a new subclass it gives us like a whole different style um to play with um which is nice um especially since it's been a while since we had anything new um i will say like when they've added um like some of the new perks um have been really fun to play with Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that the gameplay overall is probably some of the best that we've had. Um, and I think with every expansion, I think it gets better because technology advances. So you're able to push the power of gaming consoles further. Um, but also they refine the systems. There's a lot of really cool quality of life changes that I think were continuing to evolve in Destiny 2. Um, the introduction of Strand, I think, definitely helped. I think they refined some leveling uh, systems that we had in terms of your stats and your builds, and I, I think that was a welcoming change too. Um, so all of these things, I think, make for a better destiny experience overall so definitely how about the exotics i know we all love exotics shadow price what was your favorite exotic from this new expansion so far Ooh, i haven't i haven't gotten many of them believe it or not yet i mean i just did get that um uh, the what is it? The 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 lance? What the are those things yeah. Um I haven't had really had a chance I use it a little bit. It, it's kind of fun. I haven't had a chance to play with it too much. Uh, I'm still using what am I using a lot of right now? I'm I'm still leveling up my um revision zero. I'm just trying to get that as high as possible. Cause you know, I've had fun with that a lot. Oh, uh, Quicksilver Storm. I really, I love that weapon. I love the fact that it's an auto rifle that becomes a grenade launcher when you fire it. Yeah. And those grenades are super potent, too. Yeah, they right? are. Yeah, they, they do some good good damage. So I, I've been enjoying that. Um, I don't think I've gotten the uh, new exotic 
Oh wait, yes, the helmet. I got the exotic helmet for the hunter, and that helps. Uh, it's got the woven mail like perk, so you're able to like withstand a lot more damage when you're throwing your strand around and everything. Um, so that's nice because I was just getting shot continuously, but I was like, wait, I'm not dying. I'm just getting shot over and over again, but I'm still alive. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. As long as they don't shoot me in the head, I guess I'm I'm good. <laughs> but I agree. I, I feel like the they killed it with strand. Our movement is outstanding. Our movement capabilities, just all. Uh, can you imagine the animations that they had to do and all the code they had to do for that? It's just oh man, nuts, nuts. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. It's very powerful, and I haven't taken it off since I've gotten it. So. <laughs> Uh, I've had a lot of fun with it and you know the game the weapons are all always great and they think they did great with the weapons you know here I'm still trying to get them you know I, I still don't have is there a hand cannon for uh um for the Niamuna weapons I just got the submachine gun I believe and yeah there's a there's a hand cannon okay yeah I just got the submachine gun I haven't really had a chance to use it yet um but um yeah, I really do enjoy the weapons, the movement with Strand and everything. And I haven't even had a chance to play on my Warlock and Titan yet with those. So that's going to be even more fun when I get a chance to do it on them. Yeah. I think uh, I really enjoyed the um, the bow that you get from the Season Pass. I think that was a really, really good bow. I forgot what what it's called, but um, I was using it in the Nightfall and combined with the artifact perks, it's uh, really, really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I've been having fun with that one too. So I'm curious, what... Um, exotic did you all pick from your selection from our good friend Nimbus at the end of the legendary campaign uh, Justin what did you uh, go with so I got the uh, speed loader flex Ooh, okay. um, for the hunter um, and that's pretty much um like a dragon shadow um but for pvp um yeah for pvp um and it's been pretty fun to play with i'll have to try that out I haven't had a chance to really plan my hunter too much, but um, hopefully when the new raid is out, I'll have more time to explore the Crucible beyond just, you know, getting my pinnacles done. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, uh, Coldeath? What was an exotic that really resonated with you? So I've I've been absolutely loving Quicksilver, especially after getting the 
catalyst for it that turns it to a strand weapon. That yep. st- that makes those grenades and and rockets and everything just that much better with it. Um, but I also love the the new machine gun that that we got. Um, that with having the destabilizing rounds um, is really fun to to use. But then uh, at the end of the campaign, I I took the the Titan legs um, since the helmet was for stasis. And like I said, I barely touched stasis. I'm like, I'm never going to use that one. So I took the strand legs and that woven mail, being able to to get that perk definitely helps, especially going into some of the, the harder content like like the uh, Vex Caliber mission, it, it helped having that that woven mail. Definitely. Yeah. That was a really fun mission. Speaking of the Vex Caliber, I have not had a chance to really use it because I logged off the game pretty much as soon as I got the weapon. That was like the last thing that I did. Um, but I'm excited to play around with it because it looks like a really fun weapon. It, I will say it. It is the the perk combo. It lets you pretty much keep a void over shield almost a hundred percent of the time. So it's it's a really nice glaive, and it looks cool. Yeah, it does look pretty pretty awesome. Are you all picking up the ornament for it? I'll think about it. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> Bungie might be getting your money. We're, we're TBD. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I personally I like I like the the normal look more than the yeah. the ornament. Um so I don't know. If it pops up for bright dust, I might pick it up, but I don't think I'll pick it up for for silver. I hear that. I am I'm pretty silver broke myself at the moment, so I, I definitely feel you there. But I, I, I will say d- the uh, first first day of Lightfall, and I, I purposefully loaded myself up with a little bit of silver ahead of time because I kind of knew this was going to happen, but I instantly had to buy the uh, ornament for uh, the Lorelei Splendor helmet. Ah, okay. Very cool. Yeah, that uh, kind of old, old school kind of looks like it's something out of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Kind of look like Valkyrie look. It just it looked awesome. So I'm like, yeah, that's a that's an instant buy. Yeah, and you get to support the developers. You know, it's a, it's a win win, right? Oh. oh yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So. I'm curious, what did you all think about the music in Lightfall? I know that the soundtrack is probably one of the biggest parts of Destiny as a core experience. What did you all think about this uh, new expansion uh, soundtrack? The music's been, it's been amazing. 
Um, I haven't downloaded the soundtrack yet. Um, well, you don't have to. You can listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I have YouTube uh, Premium, so I've been just literally using that, even though I have the download because I picked up the collector's edition, so they sent me a link to download the game or the soundtrack. Right. I, I will say that that is one area where Bungie never misses is music and, and soundtrack. So I absolutely love it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that uh, Bungie did a really good job with the soundtrack. I think they always do. It's like Michael Salvatore and uh, who else? I for, I, keep, I forget. There's like five of Sky them. Sky Lewin. Yeah, still yeah. There? Sky. Yeah, Sky Lewin. Um, Josh uh, Moser. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. I was actually just looking to see if Apple Music had it, and they did. So nice, awesome. Just, just looking at all the tracks. Nice. Yeah, well worth the uh, ten bucks or whatever it's costing. Um, but they do such a really good job with the music. And I really enjoyed the uh, music with this expansion. I think they did a really good job. It's probably not my favorite because, I mean, there were a few really good ones from Destiny 1, I think, that really stand out for me personally. Um, but they really crushed the it with um, the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. I have a tradition where I would listen to the soundtrack the night before because Bungie would always send me a link to download the soundtrack like the day before. So the night before, I would always like stay up and listen to the soundtrack before the new expansion launched. And it would be interesting to see if I can like gather any clues about what might happen in the game from the music that we're listening to so you can almost kind of imagine like what the raid would be like as you're listening to the music yeah yeah that's yeah that's what i i love doing too is listening to those last usually five to ten tracks which are always the the raid tracks and not even looking at the track names right away because we we know that's gonna possibly give away too much but uh just listening to it and kind of you you see the the picture for root of nightmares and you just kind of listen to it and say okay what could be going on at this moment so I'm curious, what worked for you all with Destiny 2 Lightfall? That's an interesting um, yeah. question. Yeah. There's not much that didn't work for me, yeah. I guess. I'm still, I'm playing it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. <laughs> still here. You know? Yeah. Um, we still boot it up every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the story, you know, had some of its shortcomings and things like that. But I still think there was some good things in the story, like, you know, some of the set pieces were pretty good and things like that. It's the stuff after the story, too, that's been pretty cool. 
like you said, the uh, what did that overload? What what what's the name of those things? The overload over the terminal overload. Terminal overload. Yes, those those things are pretty cool. It's just like tons of enemies and things like that, um, and you know it's rewarding for the most part. I like what they the vendors like the the way they updated the vendors. They there's a lot more weapons at the vendors now. It seems like, and you can spend your engrams there. I can get a hothead again because <laughs> I missed out on a, getting a good hothead. So I, I really want to get a nice hothead because it reminds me it's, it's it's dragon's breath basically, right? It's like yeah. the legendary version yeah. of dragon's breath, you know. So um, I want to get one of those, and they have some like the comedian, and they have the swarm, and they have a bunch of like guns at the vendors that you can get. I, I think those are really good quality of life changes. Um, I, I like when Bungie does stuff like that. So because you know, we ask for things like that. It's like like it's like having vendor weapons. The only thing is you're using your engrams that you're getting out there to mm -hmm. like, get random rolls of them. And I, I like that change. So yeah, I, th I think that was a huge quality of life improvement that, that we got is being able to focus through through more vendors, which I I know they said was coming, but it's it's nice to finally see it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a welcoming change. And I would say one thing that really worked for me with this year's uh, expansion is the the campaign itself. Like, I think the legendary campaign was really well balanced. I think I had a lot of fun playing through it. Um, I never felt like I wasn't having fun, right? I, I While the story maybe didn't grab me, the way that I would hope that it would. I think that the, the the difficulty, the boss fights, the variety in the gameplay, the environments, all that, I think they really did a good job and it kept me entertained, you know? And I, I didn't feel like I didn't want to play the legendary campaign, my second character. I felt like I really want to play through again. I had a lot of fun, right? And I think that, that was a big win for me and in a video game where I want to get lost and just have fun. I, I think that they really uh, accomplished that with this expansion for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Abs absolutely agree. I, I think with their, their change to how they said, you know, it's it's not going to matter if you're running solo or running with a fire team. The enemy health is going to be scaled accordingly, and you are now going to be at a fixed power level for each activity. I, I think that's a huge change that is really pushing people to... I know it, it's definitely pushed me to play better because you, is it you're, me or does enemies hit harder? Like, Oh yeah, they, oh. they definitely, they definitely do. Yeah. That, that plus plus 15 to 20 power that they have on you. Oh yeah. You definitely have to play smarter. I, I can't be my, my typical Titan self and just run through and punch everything in the face. Even in the heroic um, version of the Nightfall, which is basically the battlegrounds, you know, like it, it was basically how the battlegrounds was, you know, like when we played it uh, last season. 
It's like, damn, we it's just we knew that they were going to do that, that they're going to turn that into a nightfall with how difficult, like at times that was last season. It's like, man, there's a lot of enemies <laughs> kicking my ass. <laughs> speaking of uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited. To, I'm not excited to see that as a GM. Speaking of nightfall, <laughs> uh, this week's nightfall is just toxic. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. So like, Bungie, why would you do that? Uh, they know how much we loved it last season when we were playing it. It's like, oh. Do you know how many times I, I like raged this. at that activity when it was just a regular activity? <laughs> <laughs> so what did Bungie do? They make it a nightfall. Great. Yep. Yep. I got hmm. ninety nine thousand six hundred and fifty five out of <laughs> like a hundred thousand. It was so painful. <sighs> Not gonna talk. About I that. will say I'm I'm glad they did change that on the nightfall to where it's just a cumulative cumulative score and not a hundred thousand yeah. in one shot. That's what they like, yeah. kind of like the challenge of the elders back in like D one. Like yeah, that cumulative score that you had to get. Yeah. Yeah, but don't they make you essentially play twice as much by doing that? I mean, <laughs> poss kind possibly, of. but on the flip side, I think um, one thing it does is it allows maybe those Guardians that may not have a fire team to go in and get 100,000 in one shot. They can go in on... The match made ones and knock it out in two or three runs of a nightfall yeah and then if you with a coordinated yeah. team you get your coordinated team together you go in legend and you just slay out and get try to get the highest score when you're in there yeah so here's an idea bungie instead of giving me one drop for playing 200k nightfalls give me two pinnacle drops give me one pinnacle <laughs> drop for the 100k and then give me another one at 200k I'll take it. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Do we all agree? <laughs> yes. I, um, I think they could be a little bit more generous, <clears throat> but your pinnacle grind will only be relevant for so long before you achieved legend status. So I get it. But, you know, a guardian can dream. How would you all rate the expansion and why would you rate it? as such justin what would you say i mean obviously the raid is going to be a big factor starting tomorrow um but from everything i've seen up to now i would probably say probably an eight out of ten the whole vendor system being reworked um it's so nice to have the exotic mission um for the glaive is a lot of fun the um the seasonal story um with the man and the crow um is pretty so far um pretty well told um the only real points I have 
the problems with the servers the past few days, like with all the error codes and people going invis um, and crucible, mostly crucible. Yeah. So well said, and uh, a solid score from Justin and uh, Cold Death. What would you rate this expansion? I think. Based on everything that that we have thus far, um, I'm right there with Justin. I would say 7.5 to 8 out of 10. The only thing really holding it back is the story for for me. I I mean I wasn't playing or I wasn't on last night, so but the server issues are definitely concerning heading into tomorrow. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they got everything duct tape back together um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but uh yeah I, I think overall a very solid 7.5 to 8 out of 10 definitely better than some of the some of the previous expansions for sure yeah no definitely and shadow price what would you rate this expansion to 110 um I'm I'm kind of like with these guys too. I mean, we still haven't seen the raid yet, so that score could mm -hmm. raise for me. But uh, you know, and just because and we still haven't seen the rest of this season yet, the season and the you know goes hand in hand with the expansion. You know, so they they could tell an amazing story like you know through the rest of this season and things like that too. Um, but yeah, right now initial impressions. About seven and a half or eight, you know, same reasons, you know, just uh, uh, little little issues with the campaign and the server issues and the invisible visibility that that drives me insane um, when I'm invisible and I, you know, I don't know what gun I'm firing half the time, you know, that that's a little annoying, um, but I, I guess that that's kind of like what I'd say. But if the raid is a banger too, it could go as high as like. 8.5 you know because it's still the raid is part of the expansion so yep yeah that's how i how i feel because we we know bungie knocks it out of the park with the raids and everything so yeah yeah um, agree absolutely you know and that so yeah so yeah if it, if tomorrow or if uh ruda nightmares is anything on the level of vow that it's of the disciple it's it's gonna be a banger tomorrow for sure oh yeah yeah no totally i think i'm gonna probably vote very similarly to everybody here i would probably rate the game 7.5 out of 10 taking away a point and a half for the story because I think that was a pretty big opportunity to put it nicely, right? So I think that they really could have done a lot more that they just didn't do. I don't know if it was a time thing or whatever the case was. The other thing I'm going to take point off from would be no Gambit maps that are new and no Crucible maps that are new. And I think for me, that is a big, um, a big loss for them. I, I think that, you know, there are players who really enjoy Crucible and Gambit. And if they're going to ask us to 
make these activities a core part of how we level up in the new expansion, then there should be some things that are new. And I think that was definitely an area that they just kind of didn't really do anything with. So uh, a point off mm -hmm. from that, 7.5 out of 10 for Cornholio. And Guardians, we got one more thing to talk about tonight. We got a TWAB, Guardians. We have updates from Bungie tonight. And we just have uh, new information from our community manager, Sam. And Sam talked about a few things here in the TWAB. First up, this week at Bungie, we have the world's first race information to talk about. We got a preview of Season of the Deep Rewards an update on Iron Banner and Trials for all you Crucible players, and we will discuss some um, bugs that are happening in Destiny 2, some public service announcements, a few things that are going to be disabled in the new raid as we get ready for the world's first race with the new raid. Uh, first up, we have information about the world's first raid. Bungie is teaming up with Rivals, uh, which is a Twitch-partnered brand for the Destiny 2 world's first race. And Guardians, we have some news to share, too. We're going to be part of that. Uh, we were invited by our friends at Twitch to participate so we will be streaming the uh world's first day one raid tomorrow there are some twitch drops that are going to be available so you will have some loot that you can get we have an exclusive emblem that is going to be available for everybody and in addition to that twitch is going to offer a second emblem that will be available for any anyone who watches any of the streams that are going to be happening in the first 48 hours guardians we got some rules going on here for the new raid and of course we couldn't have a contest without some rules right oh yeah Absolutely. Uh, the raid will launch with contest mode enabled for the first 48 hours starting from 9 a.m pacific time on march 10th ending at 10 a.m pacific time on march 12th you will need to be at 1780 power to be at a cap for all the encounters contest mode will cap players at 20 power low each encounter for the first 48 hours so uh, make a note of that the artifact power is going to be enabled but only provides benefits up to 1780 and uh, Bungie also will be disabling a list of things that we're going to be covering in just a little bit uh, some more information. The first fire team to complete the raid uh, and loot the final chest, return to orbit, will be crowned the winner of the world's first race. 
once the architects have reviewed all the information. <laughs> a reminder for validating uh, winners. Bungie will be sending confirmations on Twitter at the Destiny the Game account as soon as updates are available. And to celebrate, all winners and participants will be getting a really shiny world's first belt. And there will be no bounty or weapon crafting progress for combatant kills huh. during contest mode. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah. I didn't catch that when I read it earlier. Huh. For rewards, of course, every year we do have a raid jacket that is available. So uh, there is a new raid jacket for the Root of Nightmares raid that will be available at the Bungie store if you do happen to complete the activity in the first... Is it the first week? Um, or is it 48 hours? You have 11, yeah. 11 days. Okay. You have to do it or like 10 days because you have to do it before the 21st of March. So get 11 days. Okay. So we got some time, Guardians. Um, what do you all think about the raid jacket? Pretty cool jacket. It is. It's pretty cool. I, I like I like it. I like the I like the dark colors on the outside and I like the, I don't mind that they put the uh all the different light fall colors on the inside of it. That's that's pretty cool. I think it I think it's I think it's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm I'm very tempted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's um, 150 bucks plus shipping wherever you may live in the world. And if you complete the raid before March 21st, you will have access to purchase the Root of Nightmares raid jacket from the Bungie store. And there is also a dream warrior title pin that will be available with um the duration of season of defiance so make sure to check that out and guardians there is a new quest coming in destiny 2 season of the deep what we just started season of defiance why are we talking about season of the deep guardians let's talk about this so what exactly is Bungie talking about here? And why are they talking about the next season in Destiny in the TWAB? Who wants to take this one? <laughs> oh, man. Um... Justin's being really brave right now. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> um... I think this is Bungie's way of teasing us. There's going to be some sort of um, story mission or a side <clears throat> quest or something like that <clears throat> that we get from maybe Amanda. Um, that'll kind of like go through the lore. I don't know. 
So here's what Bungie said in the update. Um, we don't always share future narrative details this far in advance, but we feel it's important to give everybody a preview of a particular quest we're bringing to Neomuna in Season of the Deep, as well as the rewards it will provide. So I think it's pretty rare for them to speak about next season just as an overall um, policy. It just seems like they're breaking protocol. And I think part of why they're doing this is probably because of the backlash about a lack of story in Lightfall. So they're trying to almost play damage control maybe and reassure players that, hey, there's more coming. So like <laughs> expect that for there to be more content than what you have already been playing. I was going to say that is I, I think at this point that part was added purely to be like, just keep your pants on. You were, we're, we're getting there. Like it was just their way of telling the community, just hold your horses. We're, we're going to get there. Just let us tell the story. Yeah. So, and here's, here's what they, they said in the update. Throughout the quest, players will explore the city to learn about the nature of the Vale throughout Osiris's research and newly uncovered Ishtar collective data. The Roof Pursuit will be available to all Lightfall owners and will, be, and will take place separately from the events of Season of the Deep. As a reward for completing the final quest, Players will gain access to three strand aspects, one per class, and um, to even add more depth and creativity to the three strand aspects, one per class. Um, and we're excited to reveal their names today. For the Titan, there is the Fletch, Fletchet Storm. For the Hunter, there is the Threaded Spectre. And for the Warlock, we have the Wanderer. So there you have it. We do have some more things coming with future seasons in Destiny. But uh, I'm curious, why was this content not available at the start of Lightfall? Was it because they didn't have time? Or was it part of their drip feeding content throughout the season's strategy. What do you all think? I I want to I want to say it was part of just slowing down the content a little bit and not giving the entire seasonal story up in one campaign. So they're they're going to sprinkle it throughout the rest of the year. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the natural order, too. I mean, they're saying that Osiris is learning, you know, uncovering, like, Ishtar collective data and things like that. So as this season progresses and into the season of the deep, you know, the things that they find, Osiris finds out, you know, it's going to tie into, into the, you know, how the lore goes and probably things like that. Um you know, maybe conceptually it didn't make sense to have it like in the beginning of this season. 
you know, but it also like, you know, cold death said, it's like, you know, getting people to relax, you know, say, you know, there's more coming, you know, we knew, we, we know you weren't happy with the story in Lightfall at places where, you know, we're, we're trying to do more to tie all of this together. Basically just be patient. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. true. Yep. Well, it's good that we're getting more content. So that's always good to have in the game. And as a heads up, it's not going to be going away as part of seasonal content that will be going into the Destiny content vault of emptiness. Um, a few more updates for you all. Iron Banner and Trials will be getting some updates to uh, timing when they will be made available. This is due to a bug that they are working on fixing um, and they plan on having this uh, be made available um, by the 16th is what it says here. Um, they're going to be moving the Trials of Osiris event um, up to next weekend and um, this will give them enough time to fix the issue that they're having. However, there will only be a one week break between the first Iron Banner which will be ending on March 28th and the second Iron Banner which will be starting on April 4th. So Guardians get ready to play a lot of Iron Banner. I hope you all are excited uh, for that. And what do you all think about these changes? Are you all okay with these updates? I'm okay with trials coming one yeah. week early. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good if, if it means that the commendations are going to be fixed before people get into the swing of iron banner yeah i'm yeah. i'm all for you know i'm i'm probably one of the few people that is all for delaying things when it's in the spirit of fixing bugs take all the take the time you need make sure it's working i don't mind waiting yeah yeah these are all welcoming changes so long as they make the crucible experience more solid for players right i mean i, I think that mm -hmm. it may be a lot of iron banner but you know it gives you you know um more things to play so uh, i think that's all for the better in the game uh, and i'm excited to see how these updates impact the overall gaming experience in the crucible because there were some moments where I was not a happy cornholio. Let's put it that way. So um, <laughs> hopefully they fix it uh, with these updates. And we do also have Prime Gaming rewards that are available. Of course, we know that Amazon Prime has a partnership with Bungie where Guardians can unlock exotics and legendary bread with their Amazon Prime membership. For the taking, we have the Popcorn Emote, the Barbones SL19 Sparrow, the uh, Androm Andromeda <laughs> Gleaming Ship, the Defiant Projection, and the Falling Stars Emblem, which will be available for all players as part of their 
Amazon Prime gaming membership. Make sure to connect your Twitch Prime to Destiny 2 so you can collect your in-game rewards. And we have a few more things here. Bungie has a really in-depth uh, new player guide article available over at Bungie.net. So do make sure to check that out when you do get a chance. Uh, there are some known issues that are coming with the new raid, actually. Items that are going to be disabled for the new raid during contest mode and world's first. Those are always fun. PSA. For weapons, we have the Grand Overture Exotic Machine Gun, Fighting Lion Exotic a Grenade Launcher, Winter Bite Exotic Glaive, Jotun Exotic Fusion Rifle, Hierarchy of Needs that I just got this weekend, Exotic Bow. Um, we also have some armor and mods that are going to be restricted. The Saiten Ramparts Titan Exotic Gauntlets. Uh, the Thread of Ascent Strand Fragment, also going to be disabled across the entire game. I wonder what's happening with that. And the Empowered Finisher Armor mod will be disabled as well. Do you all have any thoughts about these weapons and uh, armor and mods that were being disabled for the new raid? It, I at first, I, I was very confused about some of them, but after uh, looking more into it, I think they are definitely disabled for good reason. <laughs> Especially that uh, Ascent Strand fragment. That would be... Uh, that would be pretty... Uh, would pretty much nullify the boss. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun to play after contest mode and to see how much damage we can all inflict on the entire raid after it's been really difficult for the first weekend. So we shall update you all on that. And Guardians, we also have um, some confusion about character boost and campaign boost. And man... Things are getting complicated. So apparently Bungie introduced uh, options for you to pay to fast track your character progression, right? So they now have something called a character boost and a campaign boost. And Bungie uh, made an effort to clarify the difference between the two. For Lightfall Character Boost, it appears when you hit the soft cap, which is 1750 without the artifact power. With one character, but not having completed the Lightfall campaign. Uh, the boost provides a selected character with a higher set of power level gear, much like the 7, 7, 1770 armor that you get for completing the Legendary campaign. Uh, this boost does not skip the campaign however uh, they do also have the lightfall campaign skip boost which appears when you complete the lightfall uh, campaign for a selected character and it skips the lightfall campaign for your selected character and unlocks a strand and it includes a set of high power gear if your main character has hit the soft cap. So I don't know about you all, but this seems like a really confusing system. Yes. 
Yes, it does. Yeah. Same. You know, it's it's right right up there with how they have the DLCs listed on Steam. With all due respect, I think they need to deprecate the system before it gets out of hand. Yes. Because, I mean, yeah. first off, why would you buy the game to then just pay to skip the campaign? Like, it, it, it defeats the purpose of buying the game for the campaign. You're skipping the thing you're actually paying for. It makes no sense, right? I, I understand, like, giving you access to, you know, higher level items or whatever, or maybe skipping the requirement that the campaign has for other activities but like i don't know it doesn't make sense to me i i know i know a couple people that that did the campaign skip boost only because they were so dissatisfied with the campaign that they really like they didn't want to run it a second and third time that much is that what Bungie was anticipating on? We're going to make this campaign so bad <laughs> that everybody's going to pay to just skip it. Oh, That's our strategy. <laughs> Thank you, Luke Smith. I'm kidding. Half it's not Luke. <laughs> Poor Luke. I'm giving him a hard time today. But I personally am not a big fan of the system. I think that they have so many other ways to monetize that is less confusing. Like, I think the game is already confusing in that you have to buy all of these expansions now for every platform that you decide to play on, right? So mm -hmm. I think they're just overcomplicating the game more where it doesn't really need to be overcomplicated. So I think that just them having to go in and explain this, Bungie, no bueno. Please reconsider this system because it just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think they should have gone with two different um, types of boosts. I think just make one. If, if they were going to offer it, yeah, just make one. You got to go through the campaign at least once, and then you get your your boost. So, just to clarify, do they give you a boost just by buying the campaign? Because they used to do that, right? You used to have like a boost that you have for one of your characters if you buy the content. No, you don't get a boost with oh. with Lightfall. Not even if you buy the deluxe edition. No, no. I at least I didn't get one. And you know, and I thought I'm special. Apparently, not so special. <laughs> but you know, that's okay. I already finished the campaign on all three characters, so I got through it. And you know what? It was fun. I enjoyed it. So, um, there's that on the character boost versus the ca campaign boost. So, good luck, Guardians. We hope you spend your money wisely. And uh, the Destiny 2 Ritual reset will be happening because of daylight savings time here in the U.S. of A. And it will be beginning on March 8th, 2023, which was yesterday. In the U.S. and the reset will be updating to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right now. So make sure to um, pay attention to that as you complete your activities just in time for reset. 
and guardians that was the twab we have movies of the week and artists of the week and that's it and um I'm, I'm curious what did you all think about this week's bungee weekly update by rating it between one and five spicy tuna rolls shadow price what did you think um i like the uh the raid belt and i like the jacket and i like that they're teasing a new mission in season of the deep and a new weapon and it's nice to get the psa about the iron banner changing with the trials uh changing and they had to do that because of the hot fix they're implementing so these are all good good information um and so i think i would give it a four i think i gave it a four it, it, it was solid because i think some of the they were kind of tr transparent with, with these things that, that it was causing the issues in game for us being invisible because it's it was it's been super annoying like it's like man why why is this happening like during everything like i can't seem to be like it's just kind of off-putting too. It's like, man, I want to see my character. I just don't want to see like a you know transparent hologram and everything. So, um, yeah. So that's why I'm getting a bit of four because I think there's some good updates in here, and I'm hyped for the raid. So yeah, four spicy tuna rolls. Awesome. And Justin, what would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five? Yeah, I would go with a four. Um, I think they hit on the raid, the raid belt, the raid jacket, the emblems look pretty good. They touched on Iron Banner and Trials, essentially sw uh, switching weeks, um, which is nice. And then, yeah, they touched on, I think, like all of the known issues um, that's been brought up. Just being transparent is really nice. We just don't want our guardians to be transparent anymore. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, true. Very cool. And Coldouth, what would you give this week's Bungie weekly update between one and five spicy tuna rolls? I'm going to go right ahead with four as well. I'm going to echo and say I, I absolutely love the, the transparency we we got this this week. And I was excited to see the uh, hand cannon that we're going to get as part of the new mission next season. That's yeah. a pretty cool looking hand cannon. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, that was really cool. hand cannon and I did appreciate them giving us a little taste of what we're going to be getting in the future season of Destiny 2. And yeah, I would probably have to give this one a 4.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls. And I would say because everything they touched on was a positive thing in the game. I think we got some really good PSAs about the raid. I think that the raid jacket looks really dope. I think that the pin that we can purchase looks really cool. Really good information. You know, I think that... We also got to preview the upcoming season, which was really cool. I think really good changes there. 
they're fixing Iron Banner, they're fixing Trials, so all good things with that. And uh, Twitch Prime rewards, they look really cool. I think we got a little bonus this time around, which was really nice to see. So great update. Uh, congratulations, Sam. Thank you for the update. 4.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls from Cornholio. And Guardians, we got to go. We got a jet. We got a raid to play. We don't have time. We got to go sleep. We don't have time to explain get our beauty sleeping why we have to go play the raid. So we're going to wrap things up for the evening. Guardians, we're going to say goodbye to our guests. We hope you have an amazing evening and thank you so much for joining us tonight. Guardians, before we let our guests go for the evening, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Justin. Um, so I'm, I'm mostly on, uh, Twitter nowadays. Um, my handle is just my name, um, at Justin McCarthy. And I will most likely be active on Twitch this weekend. Um, all day. Um, right on. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you. We hope that, uh... <laughs> We hope there aren't too many bands that are required over the weekend. And we hope you have fun. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. And Cold Death, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Well, you can find me Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all the above, at Cold Death across all platforms so that's and then uh this weekend i'll be raiding and then also hanging around uh twitch watching people cheering people on so that's where you guys will find me very cool and shadow price where can we find you and your awesome presence uh you can find me on twitter at shadow price 79 also very active here with the Destiny Show, Destiny Show podcast, every Friday night. And we're going to be, yeah, doing raid things tomorrow, too. So <laughs> check us out there. Going to be doing raid things tomorrow in the Destiny community. Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. We thank you all for tuning in live or for catching our recorded episodes we hope you enjoy the new raid the root of nightmares is coming we hope you have fun take breaks drink water walk your dog don't forget about your dog and your pets and have fun take breaks be excellent guardians you can find the destiny show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we're on apple we're on spotify we're on amazon music and every major platform where you listen to podcasts you can find us on the web at destinyshow.com where we post content about all things destiny to lightfall you can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us right here, twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show, normally on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. But tomorrow we're going to be raiding. We're going to be busy. So we're going to be back to our normal time next week. But uh, we hope you had fun with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. 
we appreciate you all for everything that you do in the Destiny community. Guardians, thank you for being a part of our team and thank you for everyone who tuned in live. We hope you have an awesome evening and Guardians, we will see you starside. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards.